Welcome to another episode of Totem Talks. It's the podcast delivered by events professionals for events professionals. It's about sharing our collective passion about the events industry. We all know that the events industry has been under enormous pressure over the past few years, and the way that we do events has changed forever, but the use of technology has increased the possibilities. I'm delighted to welcome my two guests today with me, Liz and Lily. Would you like to introduce yourselves to the podcast? Yeah, I'll go first. My name's Lily. I'm a digital success manager at Totem. So my background is in charity fundraising events, mainly with mass participation, so for physical and virtual. But my current job is working with our clients to help them deliver very successful events. Brilliant. And yourself, Liz? And I'm Liz Agostini and um, one of the owners of MASH Media and Group Portfolio Director for Conference News, International Conflicts and the PA Show. So, um, International Conflicts, I'm event director of. Some very impressive credentials there. So, the first question I really have for you, starting with you, Liz, you've touched on there about your experience. So, could you just sort of encapsulate for me, what's your overall experience with the events industry so far? And perhaps what trends have you noticed changed from over the years? I fell into the whole thing by accident, really. MASH Media is privately owned. It's um, owned by my husband and I. And I basically got hoiked in when there was a staff shortage to fill a gap. So I started off on the publishing side and then moved over to become event director of Confex when we acquired it in 2014. So since that time, so I'm in my eighth iteration of the show and I've seen loads of changes. I mean, the whole mm. dynamic of what we're showcasing at Confex is completely transformed. It's very different now from how it was then. Yeah, a different one. And I imagine accelerated by the pandemic, which we'll certainly come on to. Um, yeah. And so, Lily, same question. Now, what experience do you have in the events industry overall? And could you talk about some of the trends and changes that you've noticed in recent times? Um, I mean, my event experience recently has been very varied. I've been traveling for events, which I know a lot of people haven't been because of the pandemic. But I think what I've really noticed as a trend is how much people are embracing technology now. So people are so much more confident using apps and also even event locations are more up for streaming events and making sure that that's a possibility so that we can reach out to more people. Absolutely. I mean, and on that, talking about the future already, what would you say, going back to you, Lily, are your top pieces of advice that you can give to event professionals uh, on you know, what the future is going to look like for the industry? Because we are undergoing some rapid change at the moment. Uh, I know on our, another podcast, we've discussed you know, some, some predictions and trends, which are always difficult to do. But what would you say from your experience that we can be looking forward to? I think on change, that's kind of the key word. It's about being agile. So you may have a plan A, but have a plan B, have a plan C. So always be really reactive. And I think the beauty of virtual and hybrid events is that where you've got the data and you've got all that information that you can collect from your attendees, you can then adapt your approach. So yeah. you can be really quick to make changes to suit the user and make your event really, really successful. I think those opportunities are there. It's just a case of being able to change things and not just go with what you think will work. Mm. It's about what you can see will work. Yeah, very interesting. You mentioned that sort of being led by the information and the metrics and, you know, obviously what with Totem being able to collect so much information. Uh, again, on another podcast, we were talking about sponsors and advertisers, and that's really a massive deal for them is having that real insight in real terms into what audiences want, what delegates want. Um, so same question for you, Liz. What, what does the future hold for the industry? I mean, I think from where I sit as event director of Convex, I'm a kind of all-seeing bystander, if you like, to see what the trends are. So it's been really interesting looking at the registration that we have for Convex. The dynamic or the demographic, rather, of those of the pre-reg has really, really transformed. So first of all, the corporate market are coming back very strongly to Convex this year. And 
last year, a lot of those corporates were kind of unable to take part or get involved. But also job titles have really changed. So whereas traditionally, if you were looking at an in-house corporate event team, they would be event managers and so on. We're now seeing a lot of digital or virtual event managers, head of digital events, head of virtual events coming through as firm job titles with quite hefty teams. So, I mean, that's kind of telling us the virtual hybrid thing is is definitely here to stay. And these large organizations are really investing heavily in that. Mm. Yeah, you, you can see this investment and uh, recruitment as a show of confidence, really. In yeah. This is here for the long term. Yeah. Uh, alluded to the pandemic at the start. So, you know, that's obviously, I think it re-accelerated a lot of the virtual events. Um, and, you know, from here, there was a lot of questions about will we just return to in person? Uh, you know, is this going to be a trend that's here to stay? And it sounds like you'd agree that really, yes, it, judging by what's happening in terms of recruitment, especially, this is this is here to stay. Yeah, I do believe it's here to stay. I mean, you know, live, we all love live and live will only ever be here to stay. But obviously what we've seen over the last two years is that we can actually augment and amplify the live experience through virtual and uh, through digital platforms and you know i think the industry is saying that that will be something that stays with us yeah for sure so we want to talk about event happy here today so i'm wondering going back to you lily could you give us the top three or five perhaps pieces of advice you would give an events professional on what makes an event happy for stakeholders so talking about delegates uh, speakers sponsors uh, what would you say makes event happy in that respect I think the first thing about keeping your delegates happy is to consider their user experience and especially as we're saying about virtual and in-person attendees. Mm. It's not just thinking about them separately, thinking about how they work together. So for example, with um, events that I support on, there's um, an app that we use that they can um, communicate with your virtual audiences and your in-person audiences. So it's bringing them together. Um, And I think that's a really important aspect of your events. Yeah, so fusing them in that way so they can interact with each other and they can actually have the same and similar experience that keeps event happy. And I imagine for the delegates, but also, you know, for advertisers and sponsors, you know, that that will allow them to really reach so many more people uh, in similar ways. Yeah, exactly. It's more accessible for everyone Mm. if you're able to bring those two together. But it's also just thinking about what is it that they're going to experience and not at the expense of the other. So it's a whole rounded, Mm. it's a holistic outlook, maybe not just looking at one or the other. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah. So what other advice would you say would make event happy in that respect? Is it something similar to that that could follow on from delegates being unified, whether they're tuning in virtually or being there in person? As you were saying about sort of sponsors, it's then about looking at, okay, so here's what we can see is happening with our virtual and our physical audiences and how you're making that making your sponsor aware of what those possibilities are for them then to get involved. Mm. So, um, for example, on our event platform, we have opportunities for our sponsors to sponsor stages. They can add content to delegate bags, which delegates can download. So there's loads of opportunities for sponsors, not just at physical events where mm. they can hand things out, but also at virtual events where they can have a presence and they can be um a focal part of your event it's not separate there together so there's more that opportunity as well with bringing your sponsor involved so communicating that to them yeah really sort of maximizing the content that you can offer yeah it seems as you know more than ever Uh, is there any other advice that you'd have uh, I mean, I've got got a very selfish one, but it is just about (laughs) planning ahead. So like I was saying before, how you have to be reactive and agile, having a plan A, but a plan B and a plan C. And that's 
only going to help with your communication to your delegates and your sponsors and your speakers, mm. but also selfishly from an account management point of view. If um, our clients have a plan, it makes things a lot easier, <laughs> especially when we're helping them. So that's my other tip. Absolutely. Being able to see as far forward as you can is exactly. always helpful and always uh, something to go for. Um, so, Liz, uh, you've had a bit of time to think on that as well. And judging what, based on what Lily said, what advice do you have for making event happy, whether it's delegates, sponsors and other stakeholders. We are absolutely laser focused on the visitor experience or the delegate experience, mm. because if you get those quality individuals attending your event and having a great time and staying there for a long time, then your sponsors are going to get value out of the whole experience and, and right. your speakers and so on. So we, we start and finish with the visitor experience <clears throat> and work on the basis that everything else will follow. Mm, very experience focused. And yeah. that's like what events are these days. Events can now take place over days, weeks, and even months. Uh, so I suppose that can be a lot of work, making sure that the experience transitions over long periods of time, whereas I think it traditionally would be over a day or two or perhaps a weekend. So is that a challenge in a way, would you say? Not really. I think that, you know, obviously there is great technology out there that enables you to do that. And um, Totem obviously being top amongst those. So I think that the tools are all out there and it's, it's how you use them for your specific event. And I think that everybody, that there isn't a one size fits all. And I think what's quite interesting to see over the last two years is that early on in the, in the pandemic, there was this real land grab and a lot of virtual and digital platforms came out kind of all guns blazing. But I think what we're seeing now is that the ones who have longevity and the ones who will be able to take the industry forward and into the next stage are those who are really listening to organizers' pain points and objectives mm. and really working with those to, to create a bespoke experience for each event. So every event will be different. Yeah. I think you made a really good point, Liz, but I think like what we've seen is that people are just more used to using the tech now. So like you were saying, like the platforms that are going to last, are the ones that are adapting with the user. So even like being able to see what other platforms are doing and understanding that and then taking those trends forward is like what seems to work really well. Because yeah. if a platform's not accessible, it's not going to be mm. used. So it's being, again, really forward thinking and making sure that the event experience is the best for them. Yeah, accessibility is such a key word as well, because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people recently, uh, you know, they, they were almost forced to go to virtual events in some respects mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. So there were a lot of people who weren't quite clued up on how the technology works or exactly what to do. So I suppose that's a job of Totem really is to make it as simple as possible for people who may be brand new to virtual um, hybrid events. Um, so was that something that you can speak to. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, it's about recreating what was accessible physically in a virtual space. So like networking, for example, on our app is something that we've really wanted to invest in because actually it's really important that what you get at an in-person event is everyone's able to have those meetings and really um, get that networking opportunity. And then it sort of felt like with virtual events that wasn't going to be possible, but it is because mm. you've got the app where you can just keep those chats going on, you can have conversations. And like I was saying before, that brings both, you can have it with your physical attendees as well via an app, or you can have it on the web app in a networking space. Yeah, I mean, I think that the point is that as organizers, and this is a general trend amongst, certainly amongst exhibition organizers, that over the years, we've become less focused on how many thousands of people turn up. And we're now focused on how many interactions take place at the event, pre-event, 
and post events. Mm. So, you know, you can't engineer that or monitor that in any way without having a really robust app to help you do that. Mm. Yeah, so interactions over volume of people. Absolutely, yeah, and how you create those interactions a way out prior to the show and Mm. how you follow up on those interactions post-show. So I suppose event happy really in that way is just ensuring that you can interact uh, with each other as well as getting interactions from delegates to exhibitors and sponsors. Yeah. um, And just, you know, making sure that whether they're going virtually or they're there in person, they are still able to have that experience seamlessly. Yeah, it is about experience. So, you know, it should be a 360 experience Mm. in the sense that they are, that they're interacting rather than viewing or observing. You know, it shouldn't be a passive thing. We want everybody to be interacting both with the content at the show and also with each other. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. And is there any other advice you would give uh, perhaps to sponsors uh, to make event happy? Is there anything that they can do specifically, would you say? I think you just, it's a question of keeping your sponsors involved at every stage of your decision making. So they understand exactly what the scope of the sponsorship is and they can capitalise to the greatest extent on the experience, whether that's virtual, whether that's live, that they understand who they're having the potential to meet Mm -hmm. and they can be ready and prepared to have those the right conversations. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, So is there any other advice we could give? Uh, Is something we perhaps haven't covered yet? Or is that really what it takes to be event happy for stakeholders, would you say? Ensuring that your delegates, your visitors are happy. A lot of those things do come around the logistics. Mm. So it's like anything that you're accessing in everyday life. The smoother the process is, the better experience they'll have. So it's not necessarily that you need to have pyrotechnics and bells and whistles and, you know, thousand pound goodie bags it's just that the whole experience of your event and your brand has to be seamless and easy and not giving them any kind of frustrations as to they can't access this or Mm. they don't know how to access that and and that goes to everything from the app to the cloakroom you know it really is that straightforward yeah yeah you could have all the bells and whistles but without the logistics to actually access it what's the point so thank you very much for joining me liz and lily and liz i'll just ask you where can we find out more about confex where can people go uh international-confex.com um and register for free come down and have a look brilliant well thank you very much for joining us uh, make sure to visit wearetoting.io for more information and make sure to check out our other podcast as well on all things events